This is the Mind Fitness Method Podcast, a podcast focusing on the most important factor for sustainable weight loss and fitness, the mental game. With me, Dr. Eric Aiken, a board-certified neurosurgeon. Hello and welcome to this next episode of the Mind Fitness Method Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about how to break the sugar addiction. So first of all, why do it in the first place? Why is it important? A lot of you might think this is obvious. Sugar makes us fat. But there are more reasons than that. Uh, it's really a, a poison, in my opinion. And one of the last major points that my dad made with me in the months before he died, and keep in mind, my, my dad was a general surgeon. He operated on a lot of people who had died basically from sugar toxicity. Obesi obesity, for the most part, is a disease of too much sugar. And he was himself a victim of this. He would always keep little Debbie's. That was one of his favorite things. And I'm not bashing on any particular product here. Uh, little, little Debbie's are fine. But the deal is, is that too much of anything is a bad thing. And he was quite addicted. He would carry the little Debbie's literally in his pockets. He would stash them in his office. He would, you know, we lived, we lived in College Dale or really close to College Dale, Tennessee at the time. And there was actually a, a little Debbie factory uh, about five minutes from our house. They had a little, like an outlet store where you could go and buy like several boxes of little Debbies for just a few dollars, like two or three dollars. You could get several boxes so we could get them very cheap. And it's, it's interesting, little Debbie, this particular company, and again, not bashing, but it's just an interesting fact. They sell, I, I was checking, uh, this was about 10 years ago. They sold about, a, I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was the revenues for the company was about 900 million. No. Yeah, 900 million. It was only, it was almost a billion dollars worth of little Debbie's for per year. Let me just double check that right now. Uh, little Debbie revenues. Yeah, so this was a, it's actually a Tennessee based company. And they've had annual sales that approach or exceed a billion dollars per year. So, you know, we were in Little Debbie Central and dad loved them. So he just ate them without restraint. And he packed on the weight, he got diabetes. And the diabetes just tore him apart. So in those last years, because he, again, my dad made his living operating on people. He was a general surgeon. He operated on a lot of people who had complications from diabetes. A lot of them had to have their limbs amputated because of vascular disease resulting from lack of exercise, poor dietary choices. And he saw this to happen. And then ultimately this happened to him. He had a partial foot amputation because, and he would have eventually lost his leg. I mean, he had major ulcers on the leg that were open. They were constantly weeping fluid. It's 
amazing. It is just devastating what sugar does to your body in excess over uh, a period of time. The thing about it is that it takes less time for some people than others for these changes to start happening. So it's important to sort of think about sugar quite a bit. See it as a poison. We were never really meant to eat refined sugar. A while back, I was looking at the history of sugar, and I can't remember uh, how long ago it was, like maybe 150, 200 years ago. That uh, I'll have to go back and look how long ago it was when we first invented refined sugar and then how quickly it spread across the world. Uh, look it up sometime. It's, it's interesting. But then you can also correlate the increase in health problems for humans uh, basically starting at the time when we started eating more refined sugar. So um, the reason to quit is because it is poison. Think of it that way. Now, why does this happen? Well, first, whenever you eat sugar, it turns into glucose, which is the fuel that powers your cells and your body. It's also when you consume sh- glucose, it causes you to release serotonin, you know, the happy hormone, the happy neurotransmitter. And so whenever you eat sugar, you feel happy. It causes the release of dopamine so that you feel pleasure. It can, this addiction can be likened to that of any drug, you know, even cocaine or heroin. It's, it's bad. We all know these things, but eating a lot of sugar early in life, especially can result in a lifelong sugar addiction. And learning how to break a sugar addiction as an adult can be tough, but decreasing your sugar intake can give you a much healthier body and mind. Whenever you do something that causes you to feel your pleasure hormones, the dopamine, the endorphins, then you are going to get addicted to it just like anything else. So you have to make a very concerted effort to back yourself away from sugar. And it's going to take some mental training. So what are the symptoms of sugar addiction? Number one, you're hiding sugary sugary foods away, stashing them away in places, just like my dad did. Put them in his office drawers, in the desk drawers in his office, put them in his pockets. Uh, he even had them in the bedroom. Number two, you have increasingly larger amounts. You have to eat increasingly larger amounts to feel satisfied. Number three is you crave salty foods. This happens when you start to be malnourished from taking in too much sugary food. So you start to, cr- to crave salty stuff as well. The fourth is you can have a withdrawal when you try to quit. You can have the same symptoms that you do from withdrawal from any drug. Like I say, withdrawal from heroin, from cocaine. Not exactly the same, and maybe not quite as intense, but still fairly intense. You'll feel tired, lethargy, irritability, headache. So if you have these symptoms, when you try to consciously abstain from sugar, then you have probably a true sugar addiction. 
So what are the effects of sugar addiction? I've already talked to you about one, diabetes. Number two, you already know, weight gain. But here's one that maybe you didn't know about. It can worsen skin conditions like eczema or rosacea or dry skin. Not to mention the, the sugar, you know, mind fog that you get, uh, the, the cloudy thinking. So let's get to the point. How do you break the sugar addiction? The first step is to start evaluating where you're getting your sugar from. Being conscious of where your intake is, is the first step because then you can catch yourself at those times and at those locations and start interrupting the pattern. So first think about the time of day that you crave sugar. Is it during your morning breakfast? Are you cramming a bunch of sugar into your coffee? What about dessert at lunch? What about snacks between lunch and or breakfast and lunch or lunch and dinner? Or is it at the end of the day after dinner and you start uh, hitting the sweet snacks while watching Netflix in your bed before going to sleep. Next, think about where are you getting the sugar? Is it from fast foods that you're eating during the day? Is it from vending machines at work? The one place that you really need to concentrate on is at the grocery, obviously. Um, probably the majority of the sugar that we eat is conscious purchase at the grocery store. So take inventory of where the sugar is coming from. Write it down. Start the act of writing things puts it in a different part of your brain and you start to become much more conscious of it. That way you can interrupt the pattern. Second, don't you don't substitute with artificial sweeteners. Not everything that you eat has to be sweet. We don't have to taste sweet at every meal. I once knew someone who put sugar on everything they ate. It was like they sprinkled, it would, it's like most people sprinkle salt on things. This person was sprinkling sugar on everything they ate. Their meat, corn, vegetables. It was... Frankly, it was disgusting, but that's how addicted this person was to sugar. And it, it can be like that. So, you know, a study, but, but, but don't feel like every meal, get this concept in your head, get this in your mindset that you don't have to have something sweet at every meal. Get, get the idea out that it, it has to happen or that it has to happen every day. It should be more something that happens maybe one day, you know, one day a week, Saturday. Saturday is fatter day. I learned that from Tim Ferriss. Uh, he had this uh, book called The One, uh, The the Four Hour Body, I believe is what it was called. And um, there was some interesting stuff in there. It was kind of like a collection of hacks for weight loss. But the, the main thing is get the idea that this isn't something that has to happen frequently or that should not happen frequently. There was a study that was conducted um, looking at artificial sweeteners. So they're no better. Using an artificial sweetener doesn't 
help the situation because all you're doing is still getting the the sweet fix. You got to not only do you have to separate yourself from sugar, but you got to separate yourself from the desire for something sweet. And so these artificial sweeteners, there's a mountain of evidence now that they are not good either. And so a study that was done with the American Diabetes Association found that artificial sweeteners significantly alter the way that the body metabolizes sugar, resulting in continued weight struggles and damaging side effects. So there's one exception, basically a stevia, although I can't stand it. It tastes bitter to me. It has like this bitter aftertaste. And I I don't find anything appealing about it, but some people like it. But again, the point is avoiding the taste of sugar and becoming more, uh, increasing your mental toughness about that. Now, next is read your labels. Look at the ingredients and make sure that sugar is not part of the equation. You'd be surprised. And they, they, they tend to tell you when you go to the grocery store to shop uh, for your groceries, the things that are on the periphery, on the outside uh, edges of the grocery store are the usually the most healthy. The things in the middle are the least healthy. That's the processed stuff on the shelves. So you want to focus your purchases on the things on the outside rim of the grocery store. If you need something from those middle aisles, well then look for ingredients like maltose, fructose, dextrose, evaporated cane juice. They can kind of disguise it to make it sound not so bad. Evaporated cane cane juice, that doesn't sound terrible. It's just sugar. Also, think about the condiments that you're using. A lot of salad dressings, French dressing, for example, and ketchup have a lot of sugar in them. Maltose in particular is very bad. And if you want to know how bad, be referred to one of my previous episodes uh, about sugar and, and the glycemic index. That was uh, that was episode 17 called Sugar, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So I talk a lot about sugar because it had a very personal effect on my life. But back to the le- lesson at hand. Refrain from all prepackaged and frozen food items. And if you think you're going to go for one, be sure and check the ingredients. There's a lot of sugar that is snuck into those things. Be careful about so-called healthy alternatives, things that are sort of branded as healthy. Um, granola bars, it's amazing to me how many people feel that granola bars are healthy. They are full of sugar, the vast majority. Uh, a lot of nutrition bars and sports drinks, sugar. Look at it. Look at the ingredients. Now, there's two um, of these that I think are relatively better, probably. Um, the Kind Bars, K-I-N-D, they have some low glycemic index uh, things. When you're needing something sweet and you just have to do it, uh, you know, they, they're sweetened with honey, you know, things that are natural. They have quite a bit of fiber in them relatively. And so check the Kind Bars out. Also, RX Bars, they have a probably a higher glycemic index than others, but they're sweetened basically basically with dates. And dates have fiber too. And you know, they're 
I think it, on the front of the package it says four eggs, six dates, something else, and no BS, something like that. So it's like very, you know, for a process bar, it's relatively unprocessed, basically. Keep in mind, though, that anytime you blend something up and form it into a bar or you take fruit and you put it into a blender, um, you're, you're defeating the purpose of eating fruit in that case. It, it actually kind of releases the sugar from its, its little confines within that fruit and makes it more available to your body. So it kind of jacks your, your blood sugar up faster if you eat it blended up in a smoothie uh, or in a in an RX bar, probably. Um, so try to just eat the fruit whole. That's a better way to go. Next, the next tip here: pile on the protein. Healthy proteins and fats make you feel full. It's actually, if you look at all of the things that you eat, as to how satisfying they are to hunger. Protein is number one, and healthy fats also provide like a steady stream of energy and they make you feel full longer fat stays in your stomach longer its transit time is slower so the key is making sure that when you're eating healthy fats and and proteins that they taste good that's the mistake everybody eats they try to eat stuff that's very bland and you know when they're trying to eat healthy and um you have to bother to learn from someone you know, take a course if that's, you know, if you're going to make your own. Because when you're cooking for yourself, that's when you really have control of what's going into the food and what's going into your body. So, so many people are looking for convenience. But it is a valuable discipline to continue to cook for yourself. If you are a professional person, you have a lot of major constraints on your time. Hire someone and show them what you want. Make sure the food is good for you. And interesting because if it doesn't taste good you'll just go back to bad habits especially in those times when you're stressed whenever we're stressed we tend to uh, go off the rails and um, go back to bad habits so do that now not only will you set your metabolism into high gear by eating more protein and healthy fats you'll also be providing yourself with sustainable energy throughout the day you can reduce those sugar cravings because you are not shooting your blood glucose up so high, which then rebounds and goes right back down below normal, making you hungry all over again. That cycling of low blood sugar over and over, which causes you to habitually grab more sugar. If you can interrupt that with healthy fats and proteins and fiber. Next, get on a good sleep cycle. I mentioned before, whenever you're tired or stressed, you tend to revert back to bad habits. They talk about this, it, this all of the studies that have been done on uh, willpower show that willpower is not an infinite supply. There's not an in infinite supply within us. It, from the studies, it appears that as we exert control over ourselves, try to regulate ourselves, it depletes the willpower. It's just like going for a run. You can't run at full speed the whole time. Uh, you start to get tired and similarly your willpower depletes. And in those moments where you're depleted, if you're stressed, if something comes along, there's a temptation, you're much more likely to fall for it. So make sure you have a good 
that you have good sleep hygiene, that you have good sleep habits and max out your sleeping uh, quality the best that you can. Uh, if you're a night owl, this can be a very tough thing to uh, fight, but believe me, it can be conquered with continuous intent. So keep trying every day. Um, next, satisfy your sweet tooth the natural way. Like I said before, go for the whole fruits. And if you need to add some sweetening to something, try honey. Uh, it has even some immunological benefits, much of it. Also, consider spices, cinnamon, vanilla bean ex extract, ginger, uh, nutmeg, cardamom. These flavorings can help simulate the sweetness and uh, abate your desire for sugar. Think about adding some of these things to your coffee and your cereals. Make them less boring. Another thought is citrus zest. It can add a little fruitiness, a little sparky to your food and make it a little bit better. One last tip. This is the tip I hate, but I hear it so much that I felt compelled to, uh, to relay it. Drink plenty of water. Now, I'm of the opinion, personally, that um, your brain is a pretty strong measuring instrument for your body's contents. And, you know, you, your brain will tell you to drink water when you're thirsty because that's when you should drink water. But there's many people who feel that drinking, um, you know, the, the, you know, the eight by eight rule, an eight ounce glass of water, eight, eight ounce glasses of water per day is a rule. And that's fine. Um, for me, I'm always a little, hmm, I don't know. I think about things like water toxicity. You know, you can actually dilute your, your blood. Uh, too low by drinking too much water. That can actually be a lethal thing. Uh, th there's, there are some individuals, for whatever reasons, um, um, you know, uh, mental illness and and other situations that can cause them to compulsively drink water, and those can actually be life threatening. Uh, there are life threatening uh, complications from drinking too much water, but. I don't think that probably as long as you're drinking normally, otherwise, uh, eight, eight ounce glasses of water per day is probably safe and it can help stave off hunger. And sometimes it can stave off sugar cravings. Don't be fooled by low fat and fat free options. Again, watch it with these things that are branded as healthy, uh, low fat and fat free are often supplanted or stocked full of sugar to make the low-fat content of the food more palatable. So watch it with that. Realize that you don't have to, you're going to fail sometimes at this. Sugar is highly addictive, but you don't have to win every single battle. You just have to win more than you lose. So avoiding sugar, even with these tips, is a daunting task. If you don't have the mental skills to navigate the path. And that's what I teach in the Evolve program. Conquering sugar requires education and awareness and a training of your mind with proven techniques on the use of specific mental skills pertaining to goal setting, perspective manipulation, and the proper use of motivation. 
so many of us try to use motivation incorrectly. We try to hammer through to our goals using motivation and, and that's inefficient. So let's give motivation a little breather. It's only so strong. Instead, learning these mental skills can greatly improve your consistency at avoiding sugar and maintaining healthy habits of exercise and controlled eating. They can change your self-identity so that sugar is just something that you don't do much. You're just not a sugar person. And when the going gets tough, you can learn just how to find the grit to win the moment of weakness or temptation. It's not about winning every time. It's about winning more than you lose. If you're interested, go to www.ericakenmd.com slash register to watch my free masterclass called Professionals Fitness Fast Track. There should be a link uh, in the description for this podcast where you can visit that website and register for that free masterclass. Until the next time, remember, it is your brain that maintains the change.